coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the comparison between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. We also talk about the incident with Damian Lillard, um, what he talked about recently in the NBA news about playing meaningless NBA games. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about the major league cut in minor league players now. Um, we're going to get our thoughts on that. My co-host, Ace Capwell and Smooth Ross, Earl Ross, join me out crawls on Guys Talking Sports and that begins right about now. Check us out. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. Appreciate all the love and support out there. After my last week's hiatus, looking for in New Jersey sports teams to interview, I'm back. Um, got my fellas with me, Ace and Smooth. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Um, before you get before you answer that question, though, I just want to say that I, I'm I was I was a little bit. I have a lot to talk about, but not so much. But I want to say this. I appreciate you guys um, for covering for me as well, letting them know where I was or quote-unquote where I was last week. Appreciate that. Saw gravy? Indeed. All right, so we're going to get started. Um, we got a lot to – well, we don't have a lot, but we have some things to talk about in the world of sports, so we're going to get right into it. First things first, I do have to say this um, as a side note. Um, not really a side note, but I got to talk about this ongoing few ongoing debate about who is the better NBA player between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, who is the best player, the best NBA player. Uh, I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this um, because I'm hearing so much. I'm listening to um, sports shows and sports talk shows keep debating that LeBron is better and Michael is still better and who has the best, you know, the, the, the best game overall and who is the best NBA player overall. And I, I, I know you guys are hearing it. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on that because at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't think that at the end of the day, people are going to change each other people's minds. I think that people who believe that MJ is the best player is going to stay believing that MJ is the best player and vice versa with LeBron James. So let me get your thoughts and takes on – let me start with a simple question. Who do you think is still the best – who is the best player between the two? Um, are we talking about the interview between Shaq and Lionel Harris or whatever his name was? No, no, I'm just saying in general because a lot of sports um, media personalities out there are saying that, let's say, for example, like, you know, you heard what Perkins is saying, he's a diehard LeBron James, those that he's the best player. He's saying he's the best player. And then you have other people saying that, of course, with MJ, he's the best player because he's won rings. He was never – he never lost at finals. You know, he's been a finals MVP, yada, yada, yada. So I'm just getting your thoughts on – just in general, in your personal opinion, um, to add your, you know, add your personal opinion to this matter. Uh, huh. Wow. Okay. Um, if I had to sit there and put in my two cents, I'd, I'd have to say Jordan. I mean, I think LeBron is probably like Magic 2.0 or 1.0 or something like that. This a uh, better all-around player, could play multiple positions and could do a lot of different things and also a dominant scorer. 
But when you just when you just want that cold-blooded assassin, you know what I'm saying? If you just want that somebody to say, you know what, this fool didn't, didn't give me a head down, but he walked off the court, and I'm going to go and kill him the next day. You got to go MJ all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? LeBron ain't got – LeBron ain't wired like that. LeBron is out there to, to drop 28, 7, and 7, but then want to come hug out, you know, give you a pound, and let's go hang out at the bar the next day. Jordan is like, fuck you. You know, you ain't shake my hand or you ain't give me a, you ain't acknowledge me last night. I don't want to be bothered you for the rest of my damn career. I'd rather have that man on my damn side knowing that he's going to do me, do me solid. So I'd have to say Jordan, 100%. I would have to, for the moment, agree with Adrian. Um, my biggest thing is resume. LeBron James' resume is still being written. Jordan's resume is already done. So until once LeBron James retires and finishes playing basketball, then you stack up both records and then you see who it is. We've had the luxury of watching both LeBron James and Michael Jordan's both in their primes. And to me, Jordan's prime was just a wee bit better than LeBron's prime. Um, but if we're going to talk about the totality of work, you know, six and zero is hard. You know, it, it's hard to argue against. So, in for people who are LeBron James supporters, there are um, two things that they hold their records on. I mean, they hold their arguments on. First thing is stats. You know, being how many times went to the NBA championships. Oh, he's a better point average point scorer. He's a better assist person. Yada yada yada. And then the second thing that they hold their hat on. It's the fact that he came back from three to one to beat, you know, the 72 win team Warriors. Well, my opinion, wouldn't have beat the 71 Chicago Bulls team that had the, um, the winning record before them. That's my personal opinion. But however, until LeBron James record is, you know, resume is completely put in. If he, if he still has more losses than wins in the finals, I'm sorry, all that. I mean, first round playoff averages, I don't care. You know, it's all about what you do. Um, we own those big moments, how many championships you won. And right now, LeBron James is still behind. He can catch up if he wins one or two. But as of right now, I'll have to still go with Jordan until LeBron shows more otherwise after he's done playing. Not to, not to cut you off, Al, real quick, but did, did either one of you catch that Lionel, Harris, Lionel Hollins and Shaq little back and forth today? I no. did not, no. Because Lionel Hollins said that uh, LeBron is the best, you know, better than, better than uh, Jordan. And he was like, did Jordan have to face the, the Golden State? And Shaq was like, are you kidding me? He's like, you trying to tell me that Jordan couldn't be Golden State? And Lionel Hollins was like, nah. And Jordan was like, and uh, Shaq was like, you, well, you, you know, you must be drinking some Patron in this cup. Because he's like, yeah, you drink a Patron in this cup. And he was like, who's going to guard KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond, blah, 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 blah. And then Shaq ultimately came and was like, okay, what era are we going? Are we going to this knocky down era or are we going to this, this fluff era? And then Hollins came back and said he thinks that 
Golden State would beat them in both. And then Shaq was like, whatever you guys are paying him to say this crap, I'll pay y'all double to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but Al, before you get into it, I got one thing to say. <sighs> two, th- well, two things to say. First thing is that that damn three and one that he came back with, it takes a lot of help and a lot of lucky breaks for you to be down three to one and beat the Golden State Warriors. You didn't do it all by yourself. You didn't beat the Golden State Warriors, squatted up player for player. Got a lot of breaks. And Draymond Green go out one game and was 10 enough for two. And the biggest person that went out that no one ever talks about is Andrew Bogut. Because once he was out, went out in game six, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving had a virtual walk to the, um, to the lane. One, two, three, and four, especially one and two, they could not do anything going to the lane. They had to adjust shots, change shots, because Andrew Bogle was sitting right in the middle. He didn't block a whole lot of shots, but he had to make them adjust their adjust how they went to the basket. Once he was out, it was an open lane right to the um to the basket, and they took advantage of it. And goddamn second, yes. LeBron, Michael Jordan didn't have to face the Golden State Warriors. But LeBron James had cakewalks all the way to the finals every year. Mm-hmm. Now, LeBron James, whatever team he's on, faced stiffer talent, in my opinion, possibly stiffer talent when he got to the finals. And we can debate about that. But he damn sure didn't face a stiffer test going to um, getting to the finals because he took two people out of play by putting Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh on his team. That's all I got to say. Now the floor is yours. I'm not going to talk about this more topic because it's annoying and insulting. Well, hold on. I'd have to beg, I wouldn't beg to differ, but I would have to say that Jordan coming through the Eastern Conference Conference Finals probably had more of a tougher tougher road to hoe going through the East than having to play wherever he played through the uh, the West. That's what I was saying. I'll say Jordan's, uh, clarify Jordan's road to get to the finals was way more tougher right, okay. than LeBron James was. But you can make some arguments that the talent that LeBron James faced in the West was a, was somewhat better than the talent that is debatable. Right. Uh <laughs> Oh, um, I, I'm not good. I'm, I'm gonna try my best not to spend too much on this. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, bottom line, I, you, you I, LeBron James' career has not been completely determined yet. It's still ongoing, like you said, smooth. It doesn't make sense to even try to do comparisons. And to be honest. Don't take this. I mean, like LeBron James fans don't take this the wrong way, but it's kind of you. You can't tell me that the career he has right now is better than Michael Jordan because his career is not over yet. So to be honest, there shouldn't even be no reason why we're comparing. If anything, it should be more of a comparison of a career that's already that's no longer here, like with Michael Jordan and let's say Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. If anything, that should be more of a comparison to talk about. LeBron James is not finished yet. And I say this because at the end of the day, 
the LeBron James career so far is no comparison who's better at this stage. Now, granted, he may be a better overall in other statistics, passing. Um, I'll give him that. He may be a better passer than Jordan. Um, I don't think he's a better shooter than Jordan. Never was at this stage. He may be improving, but he's not at that level that Jordan was with his mid-range. The whole point of this is that throughout this, the, who is the best player? Who was the MVP? Who was the best player in the NBA season? And Michael Jordan has proven that each time he was in the playoffs, not each time, yeah, not each time, but for the most part of his success, he was in the finals. He won every finals, bottom line. And he was a finals MVP every time. So I don't even understand why. I get that people are saying that maybe LeBron is the best overall player because he got a little bit, he does more assists. He's averaging more assists. I get that. But as far as who is a better NBA player, who is a better champion, a better NBA player that people look up to, like at this stage, I would have to give it to Michael Jordan. I mean, now granted, like Smooth said, if LeBron James wins a couple more championships before he retires, then you can have an equal debate. But as of right now, there shouldn't even be a debate. But I do say this. At this stage, it shouldn't even be a debate because at the end of the day, Michael Jordan, people who believe Michael Jordan is the best, you're not going to deter them that LeBron James is going to take Michael Jordan. And the people who already think that LeBron James is the best player, for whatever reason, you're not going to deter them that Michael Jordan should be the best player. You're not going to – it's just going to be at a stalemate. So the question is, why to continue debating about something that is still ongoing because LeBron James' career hasn't ended yet? I think that that should happen once LeBron James' career is over. Then you can debate who is the best NBA player of all time. And to be honest, right now, like like Smooth and A said, at this stage, the record sees for I mean shows for itself. You're six and he, Michael Jordan is six and zero in the finals. Like LeBron James has lost has more losses in the finals than he's won championships. So, like you got to take that in as the average. But like I said before, a lot of people don't factor that in. They factor in as a skilled, who is the best skilled player in the NBA. And there could be some argument there, but only time will tell. LeBron James is still growing. I mean, his, his career is still going. So I think that that should be the focal point of just let everything die down. Stop comparing LeBron James to Michael Jordan and stop comparing them to being who is the best. Everybody is has their own skill set and unique in their own way. And that's how it should be. Like, you're not going to tell me, you're not going to convince Michael Jordan fans that LeBron James is the best. You're not going to convince LeBron James fans that Michael Jordan is the best. You're not going to convince Bill Russell fans who won 11 championships, who have 11 rings, that he is the best. So, like, you're not going to do it. So why keep debating over this at this stage? I mean, it's going to be, even though LeBron James is still here, who's to say down the road Zion Williamson is going to be in the conversation in the future? So this is always going to be some type of debate down the road. I think that people need to just just stop comparing these two for now because there are people that are other in the conversation. That's in the conversation that should be in the conversation. Like, if people are saying that championships are proven, MVPs are proven, Kobe could be in the conversation because he has more than than LeBron. Tim Duncan could be in a conversation because he has more than LeBron. You have, you know, you have to factor in Green. all these other people. Mm-hmm. Dream, 
Exactly. It's like you have to factor in all these other people. It's not always going to be LeBron versus Michael. There's other people that's in the conversation that's even in the same level as LeBron James as far as championships wins or even better than LeBron James in championship wins. So you still got Wilt Chamberlain. You still got, like I said, Bill Russell. You got all these other um, Hall of Famers that are more worthy of Hall of Fame accolades than LeBron James right now. Sorry. So... I would, I would beg to say that if if Mike didn't decide that, you know, whether he was just tired because he thought he had nothing more to prove in the NBA at the time when he wanted to go play, uh, play baseball or was it really gambling, we really never will know, you know. But we can say that he probably would have won eight straight if he didn't take those two years off. Uh, I, have my, I have my thoughts about that. The, I, you know what? It, I, I'm going to say he, you're right. He could have. There is a possibility because he would have been in those playoffs if he would have kept that team going. But seeing the last dance and seeing how that fold, I mean, played out, to be honest, it could have been to a point where it could have went the opposite way, where they wouldn't have won another three championships as well. So, oh, with the discuss with Horace and all that, just the. Yeah, the the you take out Horace, you take out Paxton, then you put in um, you put in Kukoc, you put in Rodman, which gets really not a lot of credit for those those three runs. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you would have got Robin if you would have kept the thing going with Horace in there. Hold up, um, hold up. So if you're saying that Robin's better than LeBron too because he got five rings. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about MVP. Okay. I'm not talking about rings, championship okay. rings, because let's be honest, Steve Kerr got four. <laughs> uh, let's be honest, Robert Ory got what seven? <laughs> exactly, a, a perfect example. Perfect example. You want to perfect talk about rings? He got more than Mike. Perfect example. He, that is a perfect example. So, but it's all about the MVP, like being that Finals MVP, and like I said before, it's. It's what you do in the finals that's gonna solidify where you are. And, and it, I mean, wait, LeBron James says how many finals MVPs? Three. He's only been the third. He's only won three, so he's got three. Okay. Yeah. Like all jokes aside, and I'm gonna be honest. Like if Kawhi Leonard wins a championship and becomes the finals MVP, I will put him in that. I mean, because he done, he would have done it with three different teams. If he wins a championship with the Clippers and becomes Finals MVP, that's more impressive than what LeBron does. It's more, it's more impressive, and this might be segueing right to our next con- you know, our next topic. Depending on how the season goes, people are going to want to put an asterisk on it. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I, 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 you know what? I've been debating. I've been like going back and forth thinking about that. Best teams, whoever is available should win it. It's no different from the NBA shortened season that happened not I mean, a while ago with the Spurs winning it. I don't, the asterisks shouldn't be a part of that. Not part of that. If the season start now and it was only 10 games, whoever is that best team and who makes the, cha- who wins the championship out of those 10 games in the playoffs, they're the champions. I, I, I can't knock that. So, so you're, you're not, so, so you don't think that Dame is right in his uh, his assessment of how things should be uh, played out? Well, let's well, let's let's clarify this statement from, from Dame from from the people that may not know. 
um, about what he said about really playing, you know, in the um, quote unquote bubble in Disney that they're working on or restarting the season. So what was, so what was his full, full comment text? Oh, I don't have it. <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm looking at it. I'm looking for it right now as we see. But, no, I, believe, was... but I believe the paraphrasing. He said that if they were to play basically meaningless games, and he doesn't have, and their team doesn't have the opportunity to try to fight for the AFC because they were, I think, three and a half games, you know, outside from the AFC when the season, you know, ended. If they're going to play meaningless games or go right to the playoffs, then he didn't feel like he wanted to play because his team doesn't have the opportunity to play into the playoffs. So he's like, well, if we're not competing for anything, then why should I even bother playing? And he said he would be with his teammates, but he wouldn't suit up because he didn't feel like that was, you know, right or fair. Yeah. What, what, where are they the top eight in the West? They weren't, they, they're not in the top eight? No, they're they right were like now, three or three and a half games from out the eighth seed, I think. Yeah, right now they're. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Stats. They are. Hold on. To be honest, they're in the ninth seed. They're yeah, they're three and three and a half games out of the eighth seed. You're right. So that whole beef with him and Shaq, Shaq was kind of hacking. <laughs> But I, I digress. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. <laughs> but from my understanding, it was they had to play so many games before the playoffs started, or was it a scenario where the playoffs would just start where the final, the final uh, seedings kind of took place? I think that's what they were kind of determining right now, whether they're going to, you know, go right to the right into the playoffs, but I think what they're going to do right now is play some games and allow like, I think like, like the ninth and 10th seed to kind of try to do like a play their way into the playoffs kind of thing. And then run with the, um, like, and then run with the playoffs. But the, the discussion was not having it based on East and West, but just having like the top, I think 16 teams, and breaking them up that way and letting them run. So you would have, in, in theory, you wouldn't have um, the Los Angeles Lakers or the Clippers in the same, on the same side. You would have them on different sides. I kind of so like they it. might not meet until the Western Conference Finals. I mean, excuse me, until the Finals. The right. Finals, yes. I like that idea, to be honest. You know, it's, it's different under the circumstance just because of what's going on. Just go ahead and take the top 16 teams. Now, if Dame want to sit there and be pouty about it, well, I mean, you should have had your team playing better. You should have, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Suck it up. Be a man. Don't don't bitch about it because now your team is sitting on a bubble on the outside looking in, and now you want to cry, bitch, and moan. You talked all that big Willie shit at the beginning of the season, and look, look where your team is at. <laughs> you know, nobody has no sympathy for you, but yeah, if you – had the opportunity for a play-in, if you talk all this shit, you get what you want, and you still don't make it in, you look like a big ass after the fact than the ass that you was bitching about it. So I hope he gets what he wants, and I hope – I love Dame as a player, 
I think he's a great player. But in this one particular instance, because he's the only one sitting here really crying a foul about this whole situation, I hope that it kind of just crumbles beneath him and either which way doesn't work for him. Because, you know, just except, except it is what it is. You know, there was no guarantee that you're going to overtake the AC. Because it was, it was uh, the Pelicans, right? This was the Pelicans and the and the Blazers kind of going back and forth for the AC, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, you are actually, the AC belongs to the Memphis Grizzlies. Right, right, Pelicans right. is 10. Okay. Right, 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 right. And Pel- Pelicans is probably not too far behind Portland. Yeah, they, they, to be honest, they're identical. They're virtually tied, virtual tie. But you don't hear nobody from the goddamn Pelicans bitching about some shit. <laughs> but, you know. To be honest, to be honest, Portland's in a three-way tie with the same record with um, New Orleans and Sacramento. But yet, you don't hear anybody from those two other teams bitching other than Dane. And that's because he know that he had, he didn't live up to the expectations that he had for himself for this coming, uh, this coming well, this current season, I should say. <laughs> and that's why he's he's crying a foul. But I guess if he'd have played up to his part, his team was playing up to his part, we wouldn't even be having this discussion. I think he has, in my opinion, I think he has a valid point. I mean, it was the middle of the second half of the season. I mean, they had a lot of games to go. You don't know what could have happened between that particular point in mid-March to basically the end of the season, which would have been like April. So you basically had half of March, all of um, all of April. So there's a lot of games in between those points. So to him, his thought process is we had a lot of games to go. A lot of things could have happened. And I guess his argument was we would have had the opportunity to at least try to catch and see what happens. Maybe they could have caught them. Maybe they couldn't. The way they were, I guess, the, the ideas that being, was being pushed around was playing some games, but then automatically jump right into the playoffs based on the top eight seeds where they where they fell off, I think, at the end of the season or where it's going to be now. But I think, I mean, is he kind of pouty? A little, but he has some, I think he has a valid gripe because he's just saying that we got our opportunity to catch the AFC taken away, and then the way you want to start it up doesn't give us the actual opportunity to at least try you know, to catch up. You just want to just basically fast track right to the playoffs and basically negate pretty much a month of games, a month and a half of games where who knows, maybe they could have called him. Maybe they couldn't, but I guess he's crying. He's upset about the opportunity that his team could have had to at least try to push. Man, but I, I still call BS because Sacramento and New Orleans, same exact record had the same exact opportunity. But you don't hear nobody. You don't hear Zion. You don't hear nobody from New Orleans. And Zion was just starting to get his feet wet. Sacramento's a little different because they had the stars there. They were just underperforming. They should have been doing better as well. But everybody knew Portland's supposed to be the better team than what they are, especially once you had you added Melo. And Melo was balling there for a minute. He had his ups and his downs, but he brought some stability to that squad, that third score that they needed. But still, they weren't winning consistently. I, you know, don't don't come out here and cry crazy because you can't get what you want. Nah, nigga. You know, sit your ass there on the bench. <laughs> Next season, just like everybody else. And then keep going. You know, nah. I mean, because cause if he starts to bitch, 
then that gives New Orleans and Sacramento and whoever else is on the eastern side that's right there on the cusp of the AC to sit there and bitch too. But you don't hear none of those other people on those teams bitching. So why should they bend for his? I don't care if you're an all-star or not. They should. I mean, Zion got a lot of other issues to worry about right about now, so he probably ain't saying nothing about to anybody. But well, as far as we know, you know, every, everyone else has been, quote-unquote, less vocal about, about it than Dane. I would not be surprised if his same feelings wasn't on those other teams that were probably in striking distance of the A season. He's the only person that got up on the podcast and was extremely vocal about it. But if I was if I was on that team, I would probably feel the same way. I think he's talking all that crap because him and Shaq were beefing in the beginning of the season. He talked he talked big shit. <laughs> that's like an ant arguing against an elephant, man. Come on, that's. I'm just saying, Dave came out there and talking big shit, <laughs> <laughs> and he um, and he did not really live up to the hype and the billing of what he was talking about. Granted, he is a great player, deservingly so, a top NBA player in the league. But you, we have to be in agreement that he is not having his best season as a player and as a team as a whole. Because if that were the case. You know, Portland would be a much higher, much higher seed than they are right now, regardless if they had a big three or not. If they didn't have a big three last season, they were still a fourth or fifth seed. Hmm. <laughs> no, but I'm, I, I, I'm gonna say this. I, I'm not blaming this on Damian Leonard, to be honest with you. Um, the reason why Portland is not where they are right now is because of the management. That's how I see it. Because they traded away key players or key players left. And they haven't brought back. And like you said, I'm not knocking what they did with bringing in Melo, but let's be honest. Like, nobody didn't think that Melo was going to – not many people thought that Melo was going to be the Melo of Oval, where he was doing the scoring and everything. Um, so I think that was a shot in the dark that just helped to help them um, stay stable. But at the most part, they still, they still lost key players. They lost Aminu um, to Orlando. Like, they lost players that – and they still didn't have their um, center, Nurkic, back. So they, they, they had some injuries. They didn't do anything to help both with both Damian Lennon or C.J. McCollum. Um, so I think this was more on management, not doing what they were supposed to do to keep the team where they were. And I think that's why Damian Lillard had to do a lot more. But besides the point, because I could get off topic with that, the point is, is that it's funny that Damian Lillard can talk about can talk about something like this, but when, like something like if LeBron would have said it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like oh it's just LeBron saying something. That's just LeBron saying like if he you know if I don't make the playoffs, then I'm not playing. Like I, it it's funny that Dame gets treated a certain way sometimes, but he does put it on himself, and I think as though that at the end of the day, you should have kept that really to himself bottom line um if you're going i get it you could have done that on the low and you'd be like you know what if we don't make the playoffs if we're not making the playoffs there's no sense for me to play and kept that on the low i know he was being vocal because that's how dame is but you know now he's getting backlash but to be honest if he could dish it and the i mean if he could dish what they are throwing at him i'm not worried about it it's right now it's just all talk as part of being you know being on a podcast it wasn't like you know I don't take it what he says to heart, 
not anybody should at this moment because we all know that that's what's going to happen. If a lot of stars and their teams are not making the playoffs, for the most part, all the stars is not going to be playing. They'll give other players the opportunity to play. So at this stage, go ahead. I was say it may be at the end of the day he could have he could have worded it a little bit better, but then you being PC, he was speaking he was speaking right off the cuff, straight from the heart. So I, yeah. I, I'll I'll give him that he's not mincing words. He's saying what he truly felt. But yeah. maybe maybe he could have worded it a little differently, where it didn't sound so in, entitled. Yeah, it, it did kind of sound that way. It did kind of sound that way, but like I agree with you, Smooth. It, you know, if he had cleaned it up a little bit, I think it wouldn't have been no problem, no harm, no foul. But to be honest, it's really no harm or foul if unless you take it to heart at this stage. Yeah, a much more better reasoning could have been, and he could have, he could have easily say, "Well, the coronavirus is still, you know, going on. You know, do I want to put myself going there, possibly at risk?" you know, just to kind of play some games and not really compete for the opportunity to get into the playoffs, then I think it would have came, that would have came off a lot better. But I'll give it to Dame. He he shot it right from the hip and spoke his heart. So that's how he truly felt. So, I mean, I can't knock the man on it. I mean, like I said, I think he has a very valid point. But I think, like I said, the way he just came out, came off, came off like he was very entitled and, and being real bratty about it. And I'm not defending him on that. I agree with you, Ace. Like, at this moment, like, if you knew from the jump, you already know what you have to do. Like, you shouldn't have been in a position to be thinking about this to begin with. Like, there should be no reason why a Portland Trailblazers team should be in ninth place position with all these teams is in the playoffs at this stage. You were a fourth team at least a couple of years ago, the number four team. So even though that you may have lost key roles, key players – you're still the Portland Trailblazers to the point where you should be at least be in a playoff hunt. You should be at least in the top eight teams making it the playoffs. There should be no reason why Memphis Grizzlies, who just got a rookie co- I mean a rookie point guard in John Morant, who is a good point guard, but a team led by John Morant at this stage should not be ahead of you in the standings of the NBA in the Western Conference. Sorry. Agreed. And you have not only Dame, you have C.J. McCollum. You have now Carmelo Anthony. You have players there that been there before. So you can't tell me that there is no reason. There should be no reason why you're not in a position where you should be even having this discussion. You should be talking about at this stage, get, as long as you have an opportunity, I get it. You got to prove yourself. But you shouldn't be even in this position to be proving yourself to begin with. You should be one of the top eight teams. Everybody had high expectations for the Portland Trailblazers to be a playoff team. And right now you're standing ninth and tied with 10 and 11. So you really got to get your act together. Like you can't say that you, you, you got to take some blame for this bottom line. That's, I, that's how I see it, but I don't give you total blame, but you have to take some blame and some credit for this. That's, that's my whole, that's my whole side. You know what I'm saying? And who's to say that, New Orleans or Sacramento don't come out hungrier than Portland. And then Portland falls even deeper. And then, then what are you going to say? Well, you got your opportunity. You got your playing opportunity. He's still stuck up to, he's stuck up to uh, the damn place. So what? Are oh, you going to sit there and cry? Well, it was a coronavirus shortened season. And we were just getting hot. You going to make up every excuse in the book? Or are you going to sit there and man up and say, yo, we, were, we played like shit this season? 
What you gonna do? Just man up. Say your, your team played like ass. We don't. We're not deserving a playoff spot. We'll come back ready and hungry next season and keep it moving. But he don't want to give Shaq that satisfaction. I swear to God, that's what it is. He just don't want to give Shaq that satisfaction. Would you? I was about to say that. Would you? That just proves Shaq's point. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, but but I wouldn't acknowledge that. I would be like, I wouldn't give him that acknowledgement. So if he okay, so do you think the acknowledgement would be given without having to say anything if he gets his wishes and they still don't make it? Then 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 he proved his point without having <laughs> him acknowledge it. I I, I could, if if I was Dame and if I lo- if I'm in Portland and I get that playing ch- opportunity and I lost that playing opportunity and I'm still out of the playoffs, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna let Shaq be like, hey, I told you so, and keep it moving. Like what I'm gonna say. I'm not going to tell Shaq, yeah, you was right. But, but my whole point is, why speak to say the crap that you're saying now? No, I get what you're saying. You just, just make yourself look like more of an ass. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but if I acknowledge that now, I, I would be even more of that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, it, it's, it's saving face for me. It's saving face for me. That's what it is. It's look, saving w- face for me. I agree. I, I would acknowledge it. And Ace, you're right. They, they weren't living up to standards, but... All these is, is proven out facts. They didn't have a full 82 season. It got cut midway in the second season. They were three games out in the out of the eighth seed. And we all know that eighth and ninth seed, a lot of things happen within those last couple of weeks. Sometimes that person is in that eighth seed doesn't always end up at the eighth seed. Mm-hmm. So he's stating the facts. Only thing he's really arguing the fact is that if you just run it right to the playoffs, you negate the opportunity that these teams that were real close, the chance to try to at least go for it and make it. And so he's saying, like I said, he has points. He's just saying that if I'm not going to get the opportunity to really, you know, attempt to try for the AFC, then why even play? Just make Shaq look like a damn prophet, that's all. <laughs> well, Shaq says a lot of stuff, I mean. It, well, that is true. He, he does say a lot of stuff. Um. And we can continue to talk about NBA, but there is no NBA season, so at this <laughs> not yet. So, real quick, let's talk about um, the MLB. Um, I was just reading an article about the MLB. Um, a hundred of hundred of minor league baseball players were reportedly released Thursday. Um, he added that the number could top a thousand in the upcoming week. So, Major League is right now releasing all of the minor league players. Um, they lost their jobs. Um, there's going to be more layoffs down the pike. Um, so let me get your your take on this, your 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 opinion on this. Like, with everything that's going on, how do you feel about them cutting the minor league? And I'll start with my residential MLB. I'm <laughs> aficionado here. Um, what are your thoughts about this? Oh, well, I mean, they got to – they trying to shed payroll somewhere. <laughs> they, damn sure they're going to do it from the, uh, from the people who make the most money. So, you know, and, and people in the minors, unless you came and got drafted pretty high and you have a pretty high signing bonus, people that play in the minor league baseball don't make no real money. They're making twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, no no different than a regular nine to five Joe that maybe work at Walmart or may work at a, as a teacher, entry level teacher or something like that. Um so that being said, you know, they cut a a thousand players with that sort of salary, they'll they'll save a few million dollars, but 
they're hoping that baseball will start back up. But like Scott Boris said, you know, don't sit there and bail these owners out. These jokers get paid hand over fist with uh, TV revenues, uh, sales, ticket sales, merchandise, uh, 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 concessions, you name it, uh, advertising, whatever. You know, they make money. So don't ever hear sit there and say this just because this team make plays in a small market, they don't make money. They, they may not be able to pay the, the top salaries to say the Yankees, L.A., Boston might be able to dish out. But they could still they still make money. They just choose not to spend that sort of money. And the owners are still pocketing millions of dollars. So these jokers ain't broke. You know, they shouldn't payroll. I just hope that those players that get they pretty much get laid off can sit there and collect unemployment just like everybody else because they ain't making no real money. And I guarantee you, the crazy part is they get laid off. I guarantee you, if baseball starts back up, they're gonna pick them right back up. Renegotiated contracts, probably paying them less just because of a uh, virus shortened year. You're gonna be, they're gonna make pennies on the dollar. And because those players love the game and they still want their shot at becoming a pro baseball player or playing the major leagues, that they're gonna do whatever it takes to sit there and play baseball because that's their life. Um, I don't think it's right, but it's, the, it's, it's, it's what we're faced with today with everything that's going on, that employers everywhere are doing this. So baseball is no different. I'm surprised uh, the, uh, the G League or whatever they call themselves now hasn't uh, stopped this sort of thing, considering they, the NBA doesn't have any money coming in. The only, the only pro sport that's sitting there still capitalizing on shit is the NFL. Just because of just the NFL machine, you know, they're always going to make their money. Um, you see how hockey is sitting here suffering. Uh, so it's a sad state of affairs, but I hope that these guys rebound nicely. I hope they can sit there and file unemployment. And I hope, I hope they say, you know what, screw you. If you're going to cut me for the rest of the season, I ain't coming back the rest of the season. I want my full pay. Come back in 2021. And what's this moving from there? Let me ask you a quick question before you jump in smooth. Um, do you think that them letting go of the minor league players, do you think that that draw a bigger wedge between the owners and the players, the current MLB players? Nah, because the current MLB players are only worried about their current millions of dollars. That they, have. they can give two shits about some dude making $40,000 in the minors. That's just being, that's just being real. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Because I mean, yeah, you have to think that half of those players in the majors may not even know 90% of the players in the minors. So they can't really feel for somebody that they may not know anything about. They only worry about their bread. They only worry about their matches they got to keep up and their, their Carloses and Marias and them, the cleaning <laughs> shit, to keep them employed and paid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No disrespect, but I'm just saying it is what it is. <laughs> you know they ain't hiring those Laquishas and shit to come up and clean their shit. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> okay. Well. well. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like like Agent said, it, it, it's a way to, to shed payroll um, and try to recoup some money. A lot of these owners, you know, you know, kind of got themselves caught in a rock and a hard place because they borrowed against the store to 
build these stadiums or to kind of get these deals, cuts and whatever. So now, you know, that the banks is asking for their money or, or, you know, the billers do now they want to, you know, take more money out of the players. I think the players already, I believe agreed to a prorated salary or, or something on that. And I, did they agree ACE to a 50, 50 revenue split? Uh, no, no. Okay, good. No. So, um, yeah, so, I mean, they agreed to initially, you know, prorated salaries and everything like that just to kind of help everybody out. But now you want to go in and take more money out there. And they're looking like, look, we're not going to do that. I mean, I mean, these investments that you guys made is on you. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel Scarborough is don't bail them out. You know, however, it, it, it's a catch-22 because – I don't know if there's going to be any MLB team that would go under, but if they don't play baseball, period, then would that be better? I don't know. I mean, no one's making any money outside of that. Baseball stadiums aren't generating any revenue from having people, you know, selling ticket sales, from selling concession stands. There's no games, so there's no TV money, depending on how that's tied in. So if you don't have any games on TV, there's no TV revenue. No one's getting any money. So that means these billionaire owners got to come out of pocket and pay these players and they don't want to do that. So um, I think you better lay off of the kind of, you know, whatever you're trying to do by taking, you know, more money out, out their pockets. The reality of it is if and when baseball starts back up, you're going to have probably less than 50% people in the stadiums. You're probably going to have about a 30%, excuse me, an 80% drop on revenue from concession stands in there as well as people at the stadiums. So you're losing money by the stadium itself, even though they don't count all that as the money, they count the TV revenue. So just like the NFL, the NFL is banking on that TV money, not the stadium. These owners are going to learn for this season to deal without having a whole bunch of people in the stands and in the um, parking lots um, tailgating because all their money comes from the TV revenue. So they're prepared for that. Baseball, I don't know if they're as well prepared for that as I think the NFL is um, to a certain degree, but I don't know. If they don't come off of this cutting their salaries down, I could see the baseball players saying, screw it. I'm wondering, and I know we talked about this a show or two ago, where they where sports is going to come down to pay-per-view type aspect. Because you know they already have, the NFL has the red zone, the NFL has um, uh, the Sunday ticket mm-hmm. for those who have direct TV or DISH or whatever, or more direct TV thing. But who's to say that the NFL will give you, maybe they may cut Ties, I don't know if they'll cut ties with CBS, Fox, and ABC or ESPN, whatever. But maybe each network will give you a game. So if there's 13 or 14 games in a weekend, CBS will give you one, Fox will give you one, ESPN will give you a Sunday and a Monday. Or ESPN might cut Sunday and just give you Monday night. If you want to watch it Sunday night and they're going to put all primetime premier games in those slots, I guarantee they're going to make people pay five or ten bucks. And sit there and watch it because these leagues want to get their money by hook or by crook. They're going to come up with some shit. And people who are diehard fans are going to sit there and pay for it because that's what they do. I guarantee it. 
technically people are doing that now. And so Sunday ticket, yes, and yeah. NFL Red Zone, but NFL Red Zone is through cable. And, yeah, uh, Xfinity, Verizon. I'm talking about something separate from all that shit. Well, like, well, I, I get it, but what I'm saying is, is that in a way, they're gonna model, they're gonna follow that model with the NBA league pass, like an NFL league pass, mm-hmm. where something like that, where you pay a certain amount, you know, pay a subscription fee to watch all NFL games. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yep. But I think they may they may do that, but I think they're gonna do a la carte too, because they know they have the casual fan who's gonna sit there and say. You know, I like I like the Las Vegas Raiders, but I don't want to sit there and pay a subscription to sit there for the whole season. But I do want to watch that particular game. So yeah, charge them fifteen to twenty bucks to watch the game. I think NBA <laughs> does that now with Alacart. Oh really? I think so. Like you only could if you want to watch a certain team, and you may not be in that area, like mm-hmm. where it's like in local channels and stuff like that. I think they have an Alacart service now too. Oh, so it's gonna happen. It's yeah. gonna happen, and this this whole thing is gonna make it happen because. These owners, they got to make their money back. Because, you know, people are going to start realizing that their 4K and 8K TVs look real good with that instant replay. And they have their own bathrooms and snacks and everything's a hell of a lot cheaper. Even though that, that you know, in-game experience and being at the stadium is fun, they're going to start realizing things are a whole lot better sitting on the couch watching your own crap. And they're going to yeah, be th- Yeah, I think the – baseball and basketball I think will probably dip their toes in there much more quicker than the NFL because for NFL if you're in a you're, if you're in your region you're watching a regional games so in ABC and NBC is not going to change that so they're not going to they're not going to tinker with that Sunday night football is really one game Monday night football is one game Thursday night football depending on when two games are one game so unless there was multiple games on that night, then the NFL may do it. But as long as they're putting their premier, well, when they start the season, as long as those premier games that they think are going to be premier games, Mm -hmm. they're not going to put two or three or four games on, on Sunday night um, because they still have the money's coming from the TVs and they can do much more regional. So they can stack all the games um, during the day and have everybody focus in on that one Sunday night game or that one Monday night game. And so now they're like, I'm getting everybody watching that one game anyway. I don't need to break it up unless they were willing to put more games on Sunday night and then Monday night. And then I think they would, but then you only have a certain amount of teams to play where the NBA and the MLBs have much more games going on. So I could see the NFL maybe doing that, but they would have to be willing to not have one game on Sunday night. They would have to be willing to have multiple games on Sunday nights where now you're blocked by region and then you can pay for that. But as of right now, I could probably see them the last doing it. Like you said, they already have the NFL red zone, so they, they're already getting around it in the NFL game pass. So, but it's all about money. So as, if it start making dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and ABC, CBS, and Fox start being real funny with the money they're paying them, oh, you didn't, yeah, you're right. And it's going to be every man for himself. Because you know the NFL is the, the, the cash king on trying to sit there and, and generate as much money as possible. So, mm. And these folks believe they die hard NFL fans. Like, you got jokers who can't live without the shit. 
So it's like I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Like they could put three games on a Sunday night and put the crappiest of the two of the three games free for everybody to sit there and watch, like a game that nobody gives two shits about. But if you wanna watch you wanna watch Tom Brady versus uh versus Reeves or Patrick Mahomes, whomever, you wanna watch those two games. If you're not in Tampa, New Orleans or uh Kansas City, you gotta sit there and tip tip out some coin to get that game. And I can see yes, I see that wholeheartedly. And I'd be the one sitting there saying that. Let me see them highlights when they come on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> and and then and because I'd be the same way too. I'd be like, I'll wait, and or we'll find a way around to get free uh, <laughs> NFL games. There's always a way. There's <laughs> always a way. That's one thing that we learned that it is always a way. <laughs> but we could talk more about that now. Um, but we're far past our time. Um, so I'd like to thank everybody for checking us out. Um, smooth nice let folks know where they can reach you at um you can find me um on twitter snapchat and the gram je ross the number seven i'm on twitter uh cat daddy one nine six three that's cat daddy one nine six three on twitter and i'm on twitter and instagram i am al qualls on twitter and instagram i am al qualls you can also catch guys talking sports on virtually every podcast available whatever podcast you listen to you can just type in guys talking with without the s I mean, without the G, sports. Uh, that's guys talking sports. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for checking this out. Appreciate all the love and support. Don't forget to comment. Um, as you comment, send, you know, send your responses. Talk to us. You know, Let us know that you're out there. Let us know you're checking this out. Uh, we do appreciate all the love and support out there currently thus far. But until next week, again, this is Guys Talking Sports. You guys take care. God bless. Stay safe. And wear a mask. <laughs> Have a good one. Shout out to the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx and all the sports teams out there doing their best to stand up for Greg Floyd's death, George Floyd's death out in Minneapolis. Good shit. Exactly. Don't forget the reason why that's why Cap Neal. Let's go. Have a good one. <laughs>